You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome, 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 or welcome back to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad, and Tigray's with me here today, and we have a very special guest on the show, young Cole. <laughs> just woke up from his nap. We were doing a podcast, and uh, we, well, we were about to do a podcast, and, and we sat down, and then Cole woke up from his nap, so. All the other kids are sleeping. All the other kids are sleeping. We could never have them in here. You'd never hear anything other than screaming, and but Cole's pretty quiet. He might... Uh, you got anything to say, son? No. <laughs> he no. shakes his head. <laughs> he no. shakes his head. No. <laughs> so this is day uh, three. Day three. Our our the the most recent addition. Our fourth child, Cole, a year and a half old. Nobody can believe <laughs> our news. <laughs> I know. I know. We kind of sprung on everybody. Well, I mean, it was kind of sprung on us too, right? Yeah. You know, it wasn't anything that we had planned weeks out. Not even you know, a lot of days out. It just one of the, that's the, that's the foster parenting world though. Things just kind of happen. That's true. Doesn't want water either, mom. Okay. But I want to talk to you about the, about, first of all, today's show is brought to you by blessedbodywear.com and also by silverbulletantiaging.com. And if it wasn't for Susie and Silver Bullet Anti-Aging, we would not have the energy. We wouldn't have the energy to do all this stuff. But uh, it's, you know, the transition is complete. He's here. He actually, like the first day, uh, you know, and foster parents will understand this, but when a child is brought into your home, there's an adjustment period. And we call it the honeymoon period. And at that time, the child is usually at their best behavior really what it is is they're kind of numb um emotionally numb and he's trying to push push all the little shiny buttons uh and and we had a bit of that we had a bit of that with cold day one it's just that adjustment what's that what's that is that mom's phone he calls both of us mom. He's, he's sitting on my lap, and I'm mom, and Anna's mom. We're just both mommy. So, because he has only had a mommy. He's only had a mommy. He's never had a daddy. So, right. But uh, that adjustment period usually lasts can last up to a couple of weeks, sometimes longer, whatever. It's in, it's until they get comfortable, and and uh, and it took him a day. It really, literally took him a day. You know what I mean? And so. He's now, and, and I think a big part of that was not just us, but I think it was the kids too, right? Oh, I think the kids make a huge difference um, because kids speak their own language. Like they, you know, they... And we prepared our kids. We, we talked to them the day before and got them all primed up for this and, and like that. And so he, he just wants this phone. <laughs> mum, mum, mum. Uh, but we talked to our kids and we told them he was coming and we sort of told them, you know, what their responsibilities were going to be is to be gentle with him and understand, you know, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't communicate like they can. And, and their job was to teach him, you know, like Kwame and I told him, you're going to have to teach him how to work a flashlight and stuff like that. Right. And, uh, and really they just embraced him and they, yeah. they they have you know like there's they, some jealousy they take turns um wanting to be the baby again like yep. regressing a little bit which is so expected and right. normal um but i mean there has been no 
no one has gotten aggressive or no. bitter, no. you know, it's just, they're afraid they're going to lose their spot. And that's know? something we don't, and I know it's a normal thing with kids to get physically rough with each other and stuff like that. And we've never allowed that in our home. It's never yeah. been an acceptable way to process things. And so we don't allow that. And they just don't, aren't like that. They're not, you know, they don't hit and they don't right. do things like that. You, we don't have these big ugly cat fights. We have tears sometimes, <laughs> we but do have we tears. don't have those big ugly cat fights like, like you can get with kids. Right? right. So they've been definitely a big part of welcoming this child. Also, you know, um, they, the way they play and the way kids play, um, it, it, I think it makes the transition. If the kids are welcoming, it, it will make a transition easier right. uh, for a new child. Now we haven't had a new placement in two years, right? so we were pretty out of touch <laughs> yeah. with what to do, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, it has been, I guess, as good as it you could have hoped like this is i think a lot of it too is his 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 temperament temperament is just unbelievable it's unreal like he's just so sweet and easygoing and he's he's a tough little kid how about for you i mean for me it's been great i'm on days (laughs) off i go back to work tomorrow night yep uh I, I don't know how that's going to work because he doesn't like it when I'm not here or when you're not here. He and like Kwame that. has a really hard time when you're working. Yeah. And so I, what I, I'm preparing myself you're for... You're sending the kids to work with me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm preparing myself to have, you know, some whining, whiny little babies yeah. um, on Friday and Saturday especially. Um, but we'll get through it, you know. Um, I always try to plan activities and get them physical, um, getting that energy out. Like when the kids start to act out, they get whiny, they get, get them out of the house and do something, get them out of the house, you know, because, uh, and this is one of the things, I mean, if you help somebody with little kids, especially in quarantine, one of the main things that I've learned is if I'm hearing myself correcting kids, over and over, you know, in a period of a a short period of time, I'm like, okay, they need to get out of the house. Mm -hmm. You get them out, get them playing with the soccer ball, running, whatever, and it really changes their mood. there's one other thing that you and I have discovered, and it's been a difficult discovery for both of us. Yeah. But if our kids are acting out, we don't don't look at the kids. What we do now is we've learned that the kids are probably acting out because of us and the way we are. So if we're tired, if we're grumpy, if you and I, how we interact with each other, Yes. The kids will react to if that. If there's any tension. Yeah, yes. Because they don't, you know, they don't hide it well. Right. And so they act out. Yeah. And and so we've, uh, that's one of the things we do is when our kids act out or become difficult is just pump the brakes for a minute and go, okay, what, how am I feeling? Right. What am I doing? What's going on? And so it's really, really important as mom and dad husband and wife to make sure that we're in a good place all the time. Absolutely. And so that's the number one. Yeah. Yeah. No, he doesn't want to talk. He says no. (laughs) I put the microphone in front of him and he just shakes his head. No. Oh yeah. So many buttons. Um, and so for me, honestly, I think I, um, I don't have that many days to prepare, but I was expecting um, completely like being overwhelmed and just 
um, no sleep and things like that. that and he really hasn't been that way. I, so I think I've learned to prepare for the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I learned to prepare for the worst case scenario. And then whatever is a little bit less than that, um, then you are, you know, it's icing on the cake. It's just right. better that way. So, and, and truly that's, that what's, that's what's been. Yeah. Um, we could not have asked for a child that is, you know, more easygoing. He sleeps through the night. He sleeps yeah. like 10, 11 hours. Um, he has gotten along with the other kids. Um, yeah, he's, he's like no extra. Well, he's extra work, but he's not extra work. Right. And, and let's, let's talk about that word work for a minute right. because all of our friends have responded, you know, and we've had such a response. I didn't anticipate that on Facebook because we posted the last podcast and that was our announcement basically that we've got a fourth one. And, yeah. you know, after it's like, it's like getting married four times, you know, people just don't get as excited the fourth <laughs> right. time, right? But oh my gosh, you know, it's been such a warm and, you know, just so much support. It, it's just overwhelming. It's just almost brings you to tears. Yes. And, and uh, you know, but some of the private conversations have been, a little bit more like, oh my gosh, you know, how are you guys doing it? You know, are you doing okay? Is that a right. good idea? Right. You know, you know, that's a lot of work. You know, how are you doing it? You know, and and the thing of it is, is we're not doing anything different, I think, than any other parent would, other than how we view right what we're doing. And and I, I don't think expect, that's the key. Yeah, I don't wake up in the morning expecting to have time to myself unless you and I arrange <laughs> right. it. I don't expect to be doing anything else other than, you know, I, I go outside. I go outside this morning to pick up dog crap from the grass, right? <laughs> yeah. And next thing I know, I got a, a whole baseball team out there with me, and we're playing baseball, and we're, you know, we're we're. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> He just took off with my headphones. You know, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't think for a second that you're going to do anything without four kids being involved in what you're doing. Right. Every one of them wanted to do it differently, and you know, and then it turning into everything other than whatever your priority was that day. And you just have to accept that that's the way it's going to be. Right. And don't be surprised by it. Don't get frustrated by it. But if you just anticipate that. This, when they're this size and, and really until they're adults, it's really, I, I look at it, I think it's just all about them. Right. It, it has to be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and because their needs are, you know, everything, they're learning everything, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so everything, a blade of grass, why is this grass doing this? Why is, what's this bug doing? You know, this is basic one-on-one stuff. Yeah. That's all new to them. Right. You know? Like this big bee came by and they thought he was going to sting. Well, no, if you don't do anything to the bee, the bee's not going to sting you, you know? And, and you know, they have a tantrum because of it. Right. Because one cries and, and the other one is terrified. And then you got four and, of them crying and, you know, and, and, and so if you, it, it's, it's your mental approach to all of it. And I think that that's probably what has changed the most for us. I think um, as new parents, we were a little bit trying to, you know, 
have the kids preserve ad- some of your old yes, life. Yes, uh, like, oh, the when kids the kids adapt- go to bed, we're going to have mommy and daddy time. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you have that, but, but it's understand. Different. <laughs> yeah, but ten minutes later, somebody's got to pee, and then somebody hears the other one peeing, so they got to pee, and then right. now we need a drink of water, and and so bedtime. Yeah, you know, it's gets two stretched hours. out another hour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so and so, just know that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I look at them, and I just think a little people that are afraid or they're hungry or they feel love or they're curious or and try to think back when you were a little kid and how you process things right. and that's really helped me and the other thing is is expectations i don't expect this i don't expect to sit down with Comaine and have an intelligent adult conversation <laughs> about something mm-hmm. he wants what he wants and he wants what he wants he's three yeah and so at some point now what is his brain capable of doing uh, like, you know, we talked the other day about the problem thing. You know, he, he's a kid that really, really has a hard time with failure. So mm-hmm. if he tries something and can't do it, he gets upset. Yeah. And he cries, gets very emotional. And what I did is I just taught him, okay, instead of crying, just tell me, dad, we have a problem. Right. And now he's learned to do it. Now, dad, we have a problem and we do it and he's learning now the process. And so he's creating a neural pathway about problem solving. Sure. Right. But it's, it's. You have to teach them that. But how long have we been doing that until I finally came up with that idea and then boom, it worked. Well, it's the same thing as uh, they all were afraid of being in the rooms, you know, afraid of the dark. And so one night I had the idea of giving them their little flashlight. Right. And then now there's no more. Nobody's afraid of the dark. Right. Because they all got flashlights. So it was such a simple solution. But my point is this, is until then, it's so easy to get frustrated with that kid because, good God, what the hell are you afraid of the dark for? You know, what's wrong with you? There's no monsters. Yeah. No, it's, it's not the kid's shortcoming. That's what kids do. The shortcoming is us as parents. Right. And by taking that approach when our kids are struggling with something or they're acting out or what I have learned to do is I don't, I don't look at the child and get frustrated with the child. Right. I look at myself and, okay, what can I do better? <laughs> What's he doing? He's talking. He's got the phone. He's telling hey, mom, mom, which is me. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I've learned. And so, uh, and so really, we don't, as a general rule, I mean, there's times when you lose your patience, right? But... Really, it's, you don't get frustrated with a child. You just find a way to communicate with them and try to help them through their stuff. Right. And I think especially now, it's so easy on, on quarantine to get frustrated. Take it out on your wife. Take it oh, out on your own. husband. Take yes. it out on your kids. It's just so easy. But if you take ownership of what is going on, if you are, guys, if you're listening, if you're the leader in your home and things aren't working, it's your fault. And what that does, what that gift is, is you now have the power to change it. You don't have to wait for somebody else to change. Right. You can change it. Right. So if you're frustrated with your wife, what's she going through? Right. Do the opposite of what you want to do, mm-hmm. which is give her peace of your mind, mm-hmm. and go over there and just do the opposite. Be loving and caring and help her. It's work. really hard to do it, but it that's is the because only we want to give really in to that temptation yeah. to just let everybody know. Right. Right. But, but it doesn't make your family life better. It doesn't make anybody stronger. What happens with your kids is in time, they'll just stop communicating with you. Mm-hmm. Like they stop letting you know when there's a problem because they're afraid they don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. Our kids aren't afraid to let us know when there's a problem. Right. You know, and, and so it, 
that's what I've learned to do is if, if something is wrong in this house, it's my fault. A hundred percent of the time. Then you can change it. Then I can change it. Then yeah. I have the ability to do something about it. And, that's, and now, even if you did something, right, it's not your fault. It's my fault if that's a problem. That's that's how I feel. That's what I've changed with the kids as well. Like I used to get, you know, there are days where they're just whining and just getting in trouble and doing things they they know that is wrong. Yep. And then, you know, at first it's just a, a natural reaction to be like, why are you doing that? You know, I, I, you know better than that. I've told you, you know, you know this. And then you have to take a step back and be like, okay, what is truly going on here? How am I feeling? You know, let me take control over this. And they mm -hmm. change literally immediately, you know? And well, I, I look at cadence. Cadence is an extremely smart child. Mm -hmm. When we first got her, was she two and a half? Mm -hmm. She was speaking in full, complex, coherent sentences then. She was oh, yeah. using logic then. Yeah. She was using manipulation then. Right. Now, she has been through a horrific life. Mm -hmm. and, and But she's an extremely intelligent child, which makes her way more challenging than the other ones because she is, uh, she's very manipulative. And, and so uh, the difficulty I had with her is I would get very, very frustrated with her. And she, she wants to be you. Mm -hmm. So now she wants to tell all the kids what to do. She wants to tell me what to do. She right. wants to do everything herself. And I, I used to remind her, like, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I got I to gotta give her perspective. <laughs> you know, she's not an adult. She needs to be a child. She's been forced to be an adult right. up to this point at two years old. But now she's a child. And so I say, Cadence, you're still peeing in your pants, for goodness sakes. You know, <laughs> I'm in charge of the house. I'll tell you, you know, but I'm standing there telling a two-year-old. Right. <laughs> no, I'm in charge of the yeah. house. Okay, if you if you if you're ever doing that, you've screwed up. Okay, it's not your kid's fault. <laughs> okay, if you have to try to convince your two year old that you're in charge, you're not in charge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I just realized, okay, okay, right, and 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 so that I I I have changed by doing the opposite of what I want to do. Every cell in my body is saying, okay, you're going on timeout. But I do the opposite. And with Cadence, what I started to do is I just go and I just, I get one-on-one -on -one with her and I snuggle with her a little bit and talk to her about how she's feeling and what she's thinking. And we might play a little bit and, you know, ask her what she wants to watch on TV maybe or something like that, whatever. But I just connect with her in a really meaningful way, one-on-one -on -one, where there's no distractions. Yeah. And it always turns her around a complete 180 every Immediately. time. Immediately, yes. Because there's something bothering her and she doesn't know that there's something bothering her right because her brain's not that developed and and so she just acts out because she's uncomfortable or something scares her yeah <laughs> there's definitely a problem definitely a problem here <laughs> oh he wants the phone is over there you want the phone that's a privilege, Cole. None of the kids yeah, hold my phone. nobody else gets to hold the phone. <laughs> but, uh, but that's the thing is by doing the opposite, no one wants to sit in my lap. No, by doing the opposite, you actually solve the problem. And what it is is she's either insecure or she's afraid or right. you know, something. She got triggered somehow, right? Yes. And so by taking that trigger away, I now become the dad. She now becomes the little girl. Right. She's no longer trying to be in charge. Well, that's what happened this morning. You know, Quamaine is the youngest. And so he has really been, the, probably he and Emma have been 
the most affected by coal coming into the house. And so um, he was watching this movie it's called The Good Dinosaur. But anyway, in, a, in the beginning, the dinosaur's dad dies. dies, you know, in this big storm. And this kid was crying. He was hysterical. He was hysterical. And Terry was in the garage and instead of going getting him because i knew it had to do with his bond with you mm -hmm. i came to get you right away and i said you know he, he needs you right now and so you held him and you said you know daddy's not gonna die daddy's here blah 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 and you went into the garage i'm not even sure but when he came back he he was felt much better and then he watched the whole movie mm -hmm. no problem but of course like he's seen that movie many we times all, we sat with him and snuggled and we all like sat that. down together yes but how many times has he seen that movie he Hundreds. has he got sad before like oh he died you know like he gets it but this time it was like he was really feeling something and so obviously he's afraid that he's going to lose his daddy to this new little boy mm -hmm. and so that's what he needs to be reassured i mean he's been doing stuff that he never does like mm -hmm. he's a kid that listens all the time you ask him to stop he stops you ask him to take a left he For does the first it time you know ever, he's defiant he's very defiant mm -hmm. so i mean if he is putting himself in like harm's way Yes, you know, you have to just abruptly like get him out of that that situation. But most of the time you have to kind of um, sit down, get to their level, connect by play. You know, well, that's I how did you this connect. This morning I went outside. And then you talk to and them. And he wanted to come out with me. So this is usually I, if I'm cleaning dog crap, I don't want the kids there because I don't want them learning to pick up dog crap without a bag, right? Yeah. So, uh, but I said, yeah, come on out, you know, grab your shoes. Let's put on our flip flops together, you know? So we did that and we went out and then, and then he wanted to play baseball. So we played baseball for a while. Right. And I just played baseball with him until he was done playing baseball. Right. Not when I was done playing baseball. Right. And then he was fine. Right. And that was just his way to process because while we're playing baseball, you know, I'm, you know, he wanted to be Yankee Irvin from the other movie that he right. was watching. Right. And, and so I'm talking him up like a bitch. Hey, and from New York city, it's Yankee. You know, I'm doing all this stuff yeah. with him and he's smiling. So we're talking and we're interacting and playing and I'm really helping him with his fun fantasy of playing baseball. Right. And then he was fine. He felt secure again. He was good to go back inside. Now we'll go inside and he'll get triggered by something else again. And that's the thing. This might happen a hundred times in a day. 50 right. times, two times, whatever it is, you can't get frustrated for with as the long kid. as it takes for them to get comfortable with that new situation. You can't want this kid to love you and be attached to you and think that another child coming into the home isn't going to deeply affect him. Right. And so you have to, you can't get frustrated because he's affected. Right. You have to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. And you have to just reassure, reassure. If he needs reassurance every five minutes, he gets reassurance every five minutes. Is that extra work? Work for me is picking up dog crap in the backyard. That's work. <laughs> Loving my kids is not work. Right. I don't see it that way. It, it's it's not like we went and got a puppy and now we don't want to walk the puppy. Right. You know, it's no, I want to I want to help this child develop. I want to do this is what I want to do. Well, last night work um, is something I have to do right. so that I can keep a roof over our head and have a family. That's that's what work is. Yeah. Kids to me are not work. I don't view them as work. I view them as a tremendous opportunity. Well, if you view them as work, it's it, work. It's a lot of work and then and then your whole day is just 
you know, waiting for them to go right. to bed or waiting for them. And then why, why are you going to have kids? A like, lot of problems are solved by taking Quamaine and Emma, getting them to drag their chairs into the kitchen and right. get them cracking eggs. Right. Because they well, think they're making eggs. Le- and so, night, so uh, th- does it make a mess? Absolutely it does. But you know what? They're happy. They feel accomplished. They bond. You know, all these things. And yeah. so, you know what? Let them crack eggs. Well, last night, uh, Elaine took Cadence to go visit these little puppies uh, at her friend's house. And... Uh, and so the other, you know, the other three, I mean, the baby doesn't know any better, but the other two were feeling a little slilet. And, and so we were like, let's take them out. And we get in the van is that there's no place to go. Right. And so we're like, you know what, let's go to Whole Foods. And you stay in the I van with, Cole, in the with van. Cole. And then I took Emma and Quamaine into Whole Foods. They sat on the basket opposite sides. I got some trail mix in the, you know, the first aisle and they shared. And we walk around and we got some things like just basic little things. And you would have thought that we went to Disneyland. Yeah. They had the time of their lives. They felt so special. They got their little treats, you know. Kumain gets in the car drinking his, his kombucha and burping and yeah. laughing and laughing. And then we came home and they were so happy. Mm-hmm. And so we really, and you even said it like, we make things so complicated, so complex, thinking that we have to have this elaborate plan and go oh, to this magical go, yeah. place. So you we know, gotta sit home and suffer because there's no place to go. No, you just go to the grocery store and they're right. excited. You know, <laughs> exactly. Like, like it's just they just want to go do to something. the store and get some balloons and see them play for like right two hours. Right, you know, just kick him mom <laughs> and the and the reality is 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 every time that, he calls you mom makes me I laugh know, makes me laugh too <laughs> this is a humbling experience god's got a sense of humor right he's got two gonna moms. Give you this handsome little boy that's gonna love you to death but he's gonna call you mom yeah. <laughs> we're oh thank you oh okay <laughs> just gave my phone to anna he, um, but well, I want to interrupt for a second. What I want yep. to say is, is, but that principle doesn't just apply to kids, right? It applies to you and I as well. And we have through this process learned that if we do that with our relationship, mm-hmm. you know, I remember a long time ago, Elaine, uh, I remember one day she sent me this really wonderful, encouraging message. Yeah. And I said, gosh, you know, I really needed that today. You really helped me out. Thank you very much. And I said, how are you doing? She says, well, not very well, she says, but what I do when I don't feel well is I send people that I care about encouraging messages and it makes me feel better. Right. And I've never forgotten that. And this is really what, like when you're having a hard time, Mm-hmm. You know, when the kids are frustrating you or when the house is getting out of hand, instead of going, Anna, you know, you need to get more organized, you know, which is something I used to always do. Right. I've learned that it's a lot better if I just dive in and help. Yes. Or say, Anna, what do you need? What do you need? Sometimes you need a five minute break. Or sometimes all, all you it. need is just somebody to say, what do you need? Right. And it's like, ah, okay. <laughs> I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't get that. We don't get a lot of bonding time. Right. And and so just now when we go to bed at night, I like to stick my hand under your body when you're sleeping just so I can have that 
connection. Right. Because we just don't get the time. We used to be glued at the hip all right. the time. For how many years it yeah. was just us, you know? And, and so sometimes we need that reassurance too. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. You know, if you're if you're at home with your spouse and you're driving each other crazy, do the opposite of what you want to do. Absolutely. What feels natural, what yeah. all your friends will tell you you ought to do. Right. But do the opposite thing. And you'd be shocked at the You'd be results. shocked. You'd be shocked if you change, you know, with your kids, with your friends, whoever in your life is having a hard time right now. Um, if you just go to them and say, hey, what do you need? Yeah. What's, you know, how can I help? Yeah. I see you're struggling. And you'd be surprised how, because it's really easy to say, you know what? Your mood, I just can't take it. You know, you were ruining my day or like step right. out of it. You just want to slap them. Right. And you do that and it's just, it's, you're picking a fight, you know. All and you're doing is just being one more problem that person's got to deal right. with that day. And you know what, you can just be there. And lots of times with adults, at least, I had a friend call me this morning and we talked about nothing, but we talked about a lot. And at the end of it, what it was is I think it just gave him some validation. <laughs> He's trying to get out of the room. Michael. Auntie's watching him. Uh, But, you know, at the end of the day, it just gave him some validation and gave me some validation, some clarity, and, you know, he'll go figure it out. But from there, he just needed needed that connection for a minute. That's all he needed. You know what I mean? Absolutely. uh, And sometimes that's all people need is just that connection. Just know somebody's there and cares and give them, if it's five minutes, it's five minutes of quality time, one-on-one, where that person feels like they're the only person in the world that matters for that five minutes. Mm -hmm. Do that and you can change somebody's life. Love your kids. Love your spouse. Love your friends and your family. This is a horrible, horrible, horrible time. Focus on the positive things. Anything that makes you feel crappy, don't do it. Anything that upsets you, don't listen to it, don't watch it. You know, focus on the things that build you up, build up your family, that make you feel better. Now Auntie's digging in her treats over there. Um, Do those things. Focus on those things. Feed yourself with the things that make you feel better. And if somebody else struggles, just like you're going to struggle, what would you want them to do? Do you want them to come and tell you how you failed? No. Or what a jerk you are when you're feeling at your lowest and frustrated? No. You just want to know you're loved and cared for. Do that for somebody else. You're going to do see for your whole them life change. what you want done for you, and your whole life will change. And with that, you guys, I hope you have an awesome day. Uh, I'm getting ready. I got my new pants in the mail for work tomorrow night. I'm all excited <laughs> to try them on, get them washed up ready. We'll be back in a couple days with another episode of Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. God bless. We'll be praying for all of you.